0: Hey, how's it going? Not bad. How's it going? Going pretty good. Pretty, pretty good over here. Welcome to episode two of We Need to Talk About Tech. About tech, yes. Good to be back for episode two. This week, we talk about the record-breaking sales of The Last of Us Part 2, Tesla becoming the MVP of car companies, and rumors the iPhone 12 won't be coming with headphones or a charger. Let's start off with The Last of Us Part 2. Now, before The Last of Us Part 2 came out, the story leaked, everyone was trashing it, saying how bad the story was and how terrible a job the writers had done. And since it's come out, it's gone on to set all kinds of records. Tell me how you feel about it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting um, because before it came out, I think there was a lot of talk with the leaks that um, because the leak seemed to upset a lot of uh, hardcore fans of the franchise that it was going to sell terribly um and i think we also saw this with uh pokemon as well it had a lot of bad press before it came out uh indicating that it was probably not going to sell well but in both cases and with last of us to a much higher degree it became the 10th best-selling playstation game in three days which uh it's very impressive um it's i believe right now the fastest selling sony exclusive um i think before that it was either uh it was either uncharted or spider-man
0: i have the numbers here so the last of us part 2 has sold over 4 million copies this was as of june 26th yes yeah and this makes it the fastest selling ps4 exclusive Ever dethroned in Marvel Spider-Man, the game you mentioned before, which sold 3.3 million copies at launch. See, though, that's that's like
1: really impressive. And I think it just goes to show like a game like The Last of Us, the first one and the second one, reaches a much larger audience than just the hardcore video game crowd, similar to like a Pokemon or, or a lot of these big franchises, which you know, although you might hear a lot of bad press about it and stuff like that, or people who are just not into it. There's a lot of people who generally don't pay attention to that kind of stuff who still love those games and those franchises, which honestly probably means there's going to be a Last of Us 3 because why would you not if <laughs> you could sell 4 million in three days?
0: One thing that's so interesting is how much bad press there was before this game came out. Like every The story leaked. Everybody hated it. And then opening weekend it goes on to set all kinds of records so it kind of goes to show you is like all these people who were critiquing it and talking bad about it they probably went out and bought the game too and now it's set a record for fastest selling ps4 exclusive ever so you know
1: and i i mean it's like one of those things if someone tells you it's, it's not good like a star wars movie or something like that be like oh it's not good you still gotta have to see it for yourself because it, it's hard, kind of hard to believe, especially with a developer like Naughty Dog, who's made critically acclaimed games for so long. I don't think it's believable in most people to think that they could make a bad game. But at the end of the day, that's all opinion anyway. So.
0: Another great thing about this is The Last of Us, this, the series in general, mm-hmm. it's just a story-driven game. There's no multiplayer. There's no... Free to play battle royale mode. You know, mm. there's no skins to collect. There's no oh, you can get this heirloom or this charm. It's just a story-driven game. It's, it's synced. And yeah. one thing I think that's great about this selling so well is is it shows that there's still a market for just stories. You don't have to have a free to play game with a ton of microtransactions to get money. Make a game with an engaging story with interesting gameplay, and you will sell. And I think it's great because, I mean, the most popular games now are like Fortnite and, you know, Call of Duty Warzone. Well, at least the most popular games on consoles are. And it goes to show that, okay, that's not the only recipe for making a successful game and a successful selling game. I mean, those games are free to play, but, you know, It's not the only way to make money and make video games.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I I think that's that's amazing because then it shows how mature video games have been where there can be all these different things that can be successful but also be very different from each other. Like uh, Apex and Fortnite, very successful, very different from The Last of Us, which is also very different from Animal Crossing, which is also successful this year. So it's like there's so many different things that can be done. Um, and then when it comes to the technology side, you can also see like different forms of technology being used. Whereas like the last of us, even though it's a PlayStation four game, you hear a lot of people who have played it and, and really enjoy it. Also saying that it's, it feels like you're playing a next gen game because it's just so, uh, visually stunning, which is, is also kind of, uh, amazing. And it, it goes to show like, if you put time into something like, uh, Naughty Dog did with this game, you can make it look amazing, which it really does.
0: And that's another thing. It, you're right. It does look amazing. And the fact that they were able to make this game look so good on PlayStation 4, it almost kind of, you know, you almost kind of wonder, do we really need the next generation of consoles? If games are still able to look this good on our current generation, don't get me wrong. I want the PlayStation 5. I want the Xbox Series X. I'm ready for the next generation but it kind of maybe there's still a lot of untapped potential in this generation of consoles where maybe developers are just kind of getting the hang of how to produce games for these systems. And there's still a lot more that they could do with this hardware.
1: Well, see, I I absolutely agree with you. And I I think, I'm on the other side of that where I think there could be another year or two of PlayStation four and and PlayStation five might not be necessary right now because we've seen some of the, the trailers from the launch games. Uh, I think we spoke about that a little bit last week and some of them look great. Some of them don't look much better than, than PS four, which is always the case whenever a new console comes out, the new games never look leaps and bounds better than, than the last gen. But then Also, there's the issue of game development. Like it can be very, very expensive. And uh, Last of Us was a very, very expensive game to make. If now you have to make the visuals even better than they are in The Last of Us with higher resolution textures and stuff like that, how much longer does that take to the point where games are now going to be more expensive? And I don't know if you've seen, but most recently out in the news, uh, I believe it was NBA 2K announced that those games are going to be $10 $10 more on next-gen than they are on current-gen. So it brings up the question, are games going to be more expensive on next-gen than current-gen, um, which is a, an absolute possibility because we've seen that happen before um, when Xbox 360 and PS3 came out, that you know, when you go from a standard definition to HD and you have to put so much more into development to make things look good in HD, and then you're going from 1080p or 1440p to 4K or even 8K, how much work has to go into making that look good, does that now make game development, which I already believe is is out of control, even
0: more expensive? Um, which is kind of a dangerous question in my opinion. Very dangerous. I think I saw seventy dollars for the next generation of games and I'm not ready to start spending that much.
1: Well, especially for countries with different currencies, like seventy dollars in US could be like in Australian dollars, like probably like 150 or even more or, or Canadian dollars over 100 dollars. So yeah, it can be a huge problem for for countries outside the United States
0: where that kind of compounds. And I know right now this is just a 2K thing that's been announced, but I mean if 2K starts charging more for their games, it's not like, you know, the other developers like Naughty Dog and, you know, Ubisoft are going to say, "Oh, well no, we'll charge the the price we were charging before, right?" As soon as one person starts charging more money for a game, everybody else is going to start charging more money and now the entire next generation games are going to be more expensive.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting how this plans out because hopefully, you know, this this is just a uh, an EA choice to make this, but from the way that it seems, it seems far more likely that it's going to be a more all-encompassing thing where every Every uh, game that comes out is going to be at a higher cost. What's interesting is going to be, you know, a lot of games are releasing cross-gen. So for PS4 and PS5, Xbox One and Xbox Series X, is the PS4 version going to be $60? The PS5 version going to be uh, $70? But if you buy the PS4 version, you can get the PS5 version for free, like with Cyberpunk um, 2077, which they have announced. If you buy the current-gen console version, you can get the next-gen console version for free no additional cost so is that going to be a weird thing where people are going to buy ps4 and xbox one games just to get ten dollars off or are they going to just make even ps4 ps uh, and xbox games more expensive going forward so that everything is equal (laughs) it's going to be interesting it also calls into question the unreal engine 5 demo that uh, came out for ps5 where epic games was you know touting the fact that this would make game development a lot easier and you know being able to make high quality visuals uh, much easier for developers by not having to design different LODs and all these this technical talk that I don't really understand but you know they're explaining hey this should make it easier which if it makes it easier it should also make it cheaper and the sign that games might be increasing in price might actually show the inverse of that where games may not actually be cheaper to develop on ps5 and an xbox series exit they might actually be more expensive which is why they have to supplement the cost of development with higher cost of games i mean that still remains to be seen but it looks like it might be leading in that direction
0: all right let's move on to our next topic tesla being the most valuable car company
1: this is very very interesting um because the way I've always seen Tesla is more of a tech company than a car company, um, and for a tech company that makes cars to be the most valuable car company, or it it shows how things are changing. Definitely, um, you know. I remember when Tesla first came in, there was all this thought about oh, you know, you know, gas cars are the way to go. You know, there's all these issues of batteries and cold, and there was just all this skepticism around Tesla being a viable alternative to the gas car um and things have really turned around i think with the addition of the model three and then most recently in my opinion i think where they really made strides is the addition of the model y that that i can finally agree with them being the go-to car with the model y but um how about you how do you feel about uh tesla you actually got a a new car recently um did you ever look at teslas uh as an option
0: so recently I didn't look at Tesla's as an option. I kind of wish that I did because I ended up getting a nicer Mm -hmm. car than I had originally set out to get. I was thinking of just getting a Honda Civic, you know, Mm -hmm. but I ended up driving a Volkswagen Golf R and thought this feels amazing. And I was okay justifying spending that extra money on the car after driving it. Yeah. Now, that being said, I've driven a Tesla before. I test drove the Model X. No intention of buying Mm -hmm. it at all. I went in and was like, I want to see what it's like to drive this car. And it felt amazing. But Mm -hmm. test driving it, I knew I'm definitely not going to be buying the Model X. And this was before the Model Y came out. Before the 3 and the Y came out. I kind of wish that I, when I was doing my car shopping, I did test drive a Model 3. That being said, I didn't like the interior of the Model 3 or the Model Y. Yeah. I don't like it at all. But I kind of wish that I did test drive them recently. I'm happy to see that they're the most valuable car company. I've always liked Teslas in general. And I like the idea that this seems like the future of where cars are going. Mm -hmm. More technology on the inside, less emissions. And what was amazing about Tesla before was like, hybrid cars or electric cars look like the prius nobody wants to be seen in it it looks weird boxy yet curvy at the same time yeah (laughs) not very nice looking you can't go that fast it's nothing exciting about the car you driving the car is telling the world i don't know i don't care about how this car looks i'm just trying to be a good person driving this car And then the Teslas came out and it looks like a sports car and it drives like a sports car. But this is actually better for the environment than all the other sports cars you see. And it was sort of weird to see because before your impression of an electric car was ugly, slow, got to charge it all the time. And then Teslas came out and actually you could get a great looking car that drives great and get a pretty good battery life. And I think it's great to see how far they've come.
1: I I, I think that's a really good point too because uh, I I feel like a, a while ago when, you know, everyone was getting on the Tesla bandwagon, I feel like it was far more because they liked Elon Musk as opposed to liking the cars, um, because you know you you see the first Tesla Roadster wasn't a great car, um, the original Tesla Model S was leagues better but still with the model s and the model x in my opinion the interiors like you mentioned they didn't feel right like they felt cheap um they felt very plasticky and these are very expensive cars
0: with the s and
1: x with the s and x yeah um they did they they used a lot of recycled materials and plastics and stuff like that and when you're paying over a hundred thousand dollars for a car you kind of want to touch things that are that are nice and high quality like woods or or aluminums or even if you are using plastics you want plastics that don't creak, uh, and stuff like that. And I think it was a, a perfect example of Tesla being cars built by engineers and not necessarily cars built by car manufacturers, you know, where you can walk into the cheapest Toyota and, you know, it's a very light car, but you, you're not going to push in on the dashboard and feel it like pushing under your yeah. fingers. Um, whereas I think things really started to change. They made some weird decisions, but with the model three, you could kind of feel the difference. Like, you get into a Model 3, you can feel like, okay, the dashboard is actually solid. There isn't a big hole in the middle of it like there was in the Model S. Um, Although the center screen was a little bit weird. Very weird. But then, yeah, very weird. Because, you know, there's no other way to, to look at anything else other than that screen, which I get a lot of people got used to. But it just seemed unnecessary, in my opinion, if you could just put a little a little dash there, um, right by your steering wheel.
0: It also kind of seems a bit unsafe too, because you're supposed to be keeping your eyes on the road. Yeah. And the whole point of a dashboard is you can kind of glance down and back up. And even when you glance down, you're not fully taking your eyes off the road, but with the whole only center screen, you have to actually take your eyes off of the road to see anything on that.
1: Yeah, I, I feel the the same way about touchscreens. Um, I think, I know Mazda has made a point to say how they don't, they push screens further away from you because they don't like the idea of touchscreens. It just makes you take your eye off the road. I think, you know, touchscreens are very great. You can get things done quickly by just tapping. But at the same time, it's not as, as like twisting a dial. You don't have to look at the dial to twist it. You can just reach, twist it while you're still having your eyes on the road. When you're touching these little touch points on a screen, you have to look away. Um, and if you have to do that for every everything, checking your speed, you know, putting on the heat, doing everything through that one terminal, everything is through that. Every little thing you have to take your eyes on the screen, off the screen or off the road. I understand that you know the idea is in the future, you'll be able to do that because the car will be driving itself. But we're not there now. That being said, I do think the Model Y is actually a bigger step forward from the model three than it might seem. Um, I haven't been in a Model Y, I've only seen reviews of it, but from what I've seen, it looks like the quality of, you know, a lot of things like panel gap and stuff like that has finally been addressed by Tesla, I'm hoping, at least from the first few that have come out, it looks like that has been something that uh, they've been a lot better at. But then also, just the design of the car, I think it looks better than the Model 3. It actually has practical space of what people want nowadays. Like, people want crossovers and SUVs. Um, they want hatchbacks, they want big trunks, they want things that they can carry their family and all their needs in, um, and they want to be higher off the road. And I think the Model Y answers all of those for a great price. Like if you compare it to the Model X, I think it's much better than the Model X. It's almost as fast, if not faster, depending on the model that you get of the Model 3. And it's so much cheaper. It's like a a fifth of the cost of a Model X, uh, which I think is is amazing. And I think that's what kind of helps push them over the top of my books is that they finally make a car for the masses that is actually up to par with a lot of the competition or in this case better than a lot of the competition around it.
0: Now, one interesting thing about Tesla becoming the most valuable car company, they become the most valuable company valued <clears throat> at 207 billion. Second place is Toyota valued at 203 billion. They were the previous highest. Funny enough, Tesla was outsold by Toyota 25 to 1 in the previous year. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. The reason they became the most valuable isn't because they sold more cars. It's because the investors see that this company is the car company of the future or the most valuable in the investors eyes. I would have liked to hear Tesla is the number one car company because they've sold so many cars and everyone's moving to electric and everything, not simply because the investors, you know, wanted to, I guess drive not necessarily drive up the price, but yeah, the investors saw value, so the price naturally got driven up. It's good in a way to see that the money is going towards Tesla, towards electric, and even if it's just mm-hmm. not actually selling more cars and now it's people with money investors seeing that this is what we want to put our money behind this is the horse we want to back for the future that's still comforting in a way to see that okay they're betting on an electric future as opposed to a gasoline future
1: yeah they're betting on the future
0: although toyota did make the prius so they have been in that market but you know
1: well, and I think that's that's an important thing to say, especially bringing up a company like Toyota and, you know, even more to an extent, Volkswagen Group with the Audi eTron and the Porsche Taycan. The interesting thing that I think why these bets might be a smart bet, I don't know, I'm not an investor, but Tesla has built out a charging infrastructure that really no one else has even closely tried to emulate. Like they have actual affordable superchargers in most major cities that is actually convenient volkswagen group does not not only is it far more expensive to charge a car in like a, a volkswagen group charger um, i think it's up to like three or four times as much as it would to, to charge a tesla the, the fact is they just don't they're just not around like there's if you buy a take or you buy a, an e-tron I I don't know what, do you just have to charge at home? Which I think is what most people do. They charge at home, they drive driver they need to go and then go back home and charge it, plug it in like you would a cell phone. I, that's a big benefit of having an electric car. But there's just that peace of mind to know, I look at my screen on my Tesla, there's a supercharge, supercharger a few miles or a few kilometers away. Um, I can get to my destination. If I need a top up, I can go there, stop over there for 20 minutes to a half an hour, charge it up. And then there's also the fact that they charge very quickly, a lot quicker than a lot of the competition as well. I think this is going to be something that's going to change soon, where we're seeing a lot of the competitors kind of focus on charge speed. At the same time, in order to get that charge speed, you got to go to one of very few chargers that may not exist, may or may not exist. I think that's a good bet. If I was looking at it, I would say, yeah, that's a good bet because they're so far ahead. If electric is the future, they're so far ahead of infrastructure for electric to actually be viable than everyone else.
0: It's not just do the cars look nice, do they drive nice? It's the infrastructure to back the car behind it, which is the most important thing.
1: And then also, you know, you have the Cybertruck uh, coming out in the United States. Pickup truck is the you know best selling segment. Whether or not that will be able to make a dent, um, I would imagine it would be just because it's such a big segment, but you know, that car or that truck is very divisive. So we'll see if it, what it can actually, but I think that that might be something investors are looking at as well. It's like, hey, they're bringing out their first pickup truck. The pickup truck is the biggest segment in in the United States for uh, vehicles. You know, if the Cybertruck can actually take a part of that market share and actually start selling, um, yeah, that will definitely increase Tesla's, you know, shipped vehicles. And I I would imagine a lot of uh, investors are probably thinking, hey, when this car comes out, this could potentially, you know, boost the number of of sales that they're getting year over year by quite a huge margin.
0: And not to mention the self-driving 18-wheelers that they've been designing. If that actually does become a thing, you have companies with a fleet of self-driving trucks.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: A fleet of self-driving 18-wheelers supplied by Tesla You know, I guess maintained by Tesla, that's a huge increase in revenue for the company.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because that's not even something I thought about. Uh, The semi, the Tesla semi, if that can actually, you know, this is the thing, it's going to be expensive, but it's for businesses. And if businesses can see, hey, we can greatly reduce the amount of lost cargo due to accidents because of autonomous driving or We can greatly reduce the cost of maintenance because, you know, electric vehicles do not need near the amount of maintenance that uh, gas or diesel powered uh, vehicles do. You know, how much of a financial benefit is, is it for us to invest in these? And if it becomes the norm, if it becomes a ubiquitous vehicle across, you know, transporting materials, that could also be a huge thing for Tesla because everyone wants to get into you know, uh, a business market or, you know, an enterprise market because it just means guaranteed money. And if Tesla can then um, say, okay, yeah, you purchased a truck, but then also there is a subscription model for the maintenance and everything like that. Um, or even if you're not purchasing it, if you're just purchasing a surface f- service from Tesla, I mean, every business wants subscription services. If you can get these multi million, multi billion dollar companies paying you a subscription service for transport, I mean, that could be a huge, huge benefit for Tesla in terms of how much money they can make. Because I don't know if anyone else really has that kind of business model. That business model exists anywhere else in that market.
0: Last topic of the day. Apple, according to quite a few sources, might not be including headphones or a charger when they ship the iPhone 12. Yes. What are your thoughts
1: so originally you know like the first split second when i heard it i'm like oh that's crazy um but then after you know i i I thought about it for more than a second like five seconds i realized no it makes a lot of sense um especially with the rumors coming out that the iphone 12 will be a price drop or at least base levels of iphone 12 will be quite a big price drop from what um the iphone 11s are right now uh but not the pros not the pros no but, you know, that does make sense because let's say, for example, you are releasing a phone for around $650 um, and you can sell people on the fact that, yay, this, this phone is cheaper than the, um, the iPhone 11 that would have been from last year. Uh, and you're getting great performance, the same thing as you would, but you already have a charger. You don't need to buy a new charger. Why not just keep those savings, get the cheaper phone? and uh, use your old charger, which is absolutely a thing that can be done. Um, The other thing, the interesting thing about it, is that this isn't the first time that it's happened. Like, uh, I remember when I originally bought the uh, OnePlus One, I believe what they were originally planning to do. So that was a phone that was $299 US, uh, the base model what they were selling for. And at the time, you know, there was a lot of hoops that you had to jump through to get it. Like, you had to be invited to buy it. Uh, and I think to reach that price, their, their initial thought was that they would just sell you the phone without a charger. But I think they kind of walked back on that and started shipping out chargers with it. But when you got that phone, there was no charger in the box. They actually had to send you a separate box with a charger in it, which just goes to show that, yeah, they were probably planning on selling a charger separately and just sending you a phone without a charger. And we also saw that, you know, going forward with with Android and, and cheaper uh cheaper devices like the Moto G and the Moto E, where a lot of the models uh, throughout the years shipped without actual charging bricks. It was just a USB cord. That's something that a lot of companies have have considered because it's a great way to lower the cost. And it's, it's kind of the same thing with, with you know, we were talking about last week with the PlayStation 5 shipping without a disk drive. Great way to lower the cost. Not everyone needs it. Uh, and I think that's, that's probably what Apple's thinking. Plus, on their side, where I think it's really smart, is that they can then upsell you in the cart on your computer or in the Apple Store, saying, "Hey, okay, your phone doesn't have a charger. Sure, you have the charger from last year. You know, it's a slow charger. You could use that, but you know, if you want to pay an extra fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty dollars, you can get the fast charger or you can get the wireless charger. And that way, when they're selling you a device, sure, it might seem like you're paying less upfront, but when you start adding in those things on top of it, as like, okay, I was saving that money, I might as well invest it in." something that I'll use like a wireless charger, you end up spending more uh, in the long run or, or even like while you're in the store or while you're adding those items to your cart, which I think could be really smart. Uh, I think it's a great way for them to, to uh, have customers spend more money if they want to, but also have customers save money if they don't want to. And also probably another great way to, to sell iPods, uh, AirPods, AirPods with the uh, lack of headphones. It's like, well, if I'm going to buy headphones, why not get the ones that everyone has? that are 150 bucks at least. So, you know, how about you? How you, you're an iPhone user.
0: Do you like the fact that they removed it? Is it something that bothers you? It's something that bothers me. It just seems cheap, Mm. right? It obviously seems like you said, a way for them to upsell and everything, but it almost seems like, what about the customer? What about the consumer? Yeah. Yes, I have a charger from the last iPhone I bought, but chargers only last so long, Mm -hmm. especially the ones that they ship. I have power bricks that have stopped working, power bricks where the plugs have broken on them somehow. I don't know how they break, but they break. It would be one thing if they built a charger and it was, this is going to last you the rest of your life. You'll never need another charger. We built this so well. Mm -hmm. It seems like from at least my experience, it's almost like, it's built to only last so long so that you need to buy another one eventually. And it's kind of like, I'm spending $800, 900 $1,000 on a phone. Why do I need to then go and spend another $50 for a charger? Mm-hmm. Even if it's just the phone is a $1,050 so that I see it and I know I'm getting everything I need for this phone. Not to mention people who lose their charging bricks because lots of people lose their charging bricks even in their own house people lose charging brakes but it's kind of like yeah that should be included it shouldn't be buy the phone open up the box and this only has 20 percent battery and i need to find a charger for it now that's not included in the box what about someone who's just buying an iphone for the first time what do they do if this is their first iphone but uh yeah you don't have a charger at home so you can't actually use this iphone that you just bought and then Another thing, talking about the power cords, I don't know if it's the case for all Apple Auto cars, but for my Volkswagen, the Apple Auto or Apple CarPlay.
1: Apple CarPlay, yeah.
0: It will only work if I have an authentic power cable from Apple. And if I use anything else, any third-party ones that I've gotten, it won't work. So it's... Like, if I need an actual iPhone cord, an Apple Authentic cord for this to work with my car, why don't you include it with my phone? Why do I have to go out and spend more money for a cord just so I can plug it into my car?
1: Yeah, well, and and that's an interesting thing because as, as it stands right now, this is more of a rumor than, you know, something that's definitely going to happen. But the way I would imagine if it did happen is they would actually ship the cord, um, but no brick. And... Uh, I could see the the reason why I think that they might do it that way is eventually they are going to switch to USB-C. I don't know if it's going to be on the 12 or on uh, the phone after that or, you know, a couple phones from now. But if they do switch to USB-C, they're going to have to give people a cord because almost no one has a USB-C cord for their iPhone um, unless they have like an iPad or something like that that uses USB-C as well. So I feel like they're going to have to do that. But also what you were saying before – Uh, for like new people, people who've never had an iPhone before, which I think they're going to try to encourage um, with, you know, we've seen with the iPhone SE, like we talked about last week, um, and cheaper iPhone 12s, they're probably going to try to encourage more people buying an iPhone for the first time or haven't bought one in years who don't have these things, where now, you know, why buy the slow charger when you can buy the fast charger? It's going to cost you more, but hey, it's better. Or why get, you know, these... Cheap wired earbuds that will cost you $30, probably very overpriced. When you can get the best, the thing that everyone loves, the AirPods or even the AirPods Pros for $150, I think this is their way of kind of encouraging people, nudging people to get better stuff. You know, at the end of the day, Apple's bottom line is always going to be most important. They want to make money. And if their way of saying, we'll lower the cost of phones to make it seem like our stuff is more competitive, but. We can make money in other ways through accessories. Uh, I think that's that's probably what they're going to do. I don't know if it's necessarily the best thing. It's probably not the most consumer friendly thing to do, but yeah, I could see them really saying, "Well, hey, our our bottom line. We are a consumer electronics company. We make very expensive consumer electronics. Let's you know, let's push those. Let's let's push AirPods. Let's push wireless chargers. Let's push you know expensive fast chargers." Um, and yeah, I I think the way I, I kind of see why they're doing it is, you know, one to make money and also two, to kind of make their phone seem more competitively, competitively priced. I think that's probably a good thing, but at the end of the day, I think for a lot of people who, like you're saying, are buying an iPhone for the first time, or, you know, I I can understand you can never have too many charging bricks. Like, it would be nice to have a charging brick in every single room. (laughs) So you always have something to plug it into. But I can see where that could be, yeah, kind of frustrating of like, well, I paid all this money, especially if you're getting the most expensive phone. Paid all this money for this phone, and it doesn't even come with a charger.
0: And you look at even last year models, like the 11 Pro and whatnot, those ship with just a regular standard brick, not even a fast charger brick, which the phones support. Mm -hmm. But then you look at the Samsung phones or the OnePlus phones, those came with fast chargers and warp chargers. And if you're selling a premium product, why are well, you getting this, this little dinky charger with it? Yeah, You're spending all this money on this phone and all everyone else is sending these extremely fast charging power bricks. Why don't you include that too? It seems almost like they're nickel and dime in the consumer. Oh yeah. It's not that expensive and we saved you a little bit of money. So why not give us more money here? Just include that cost. If it includes an extra $50 for fast charging brick, tack that $50 on yeah. people are going to buy the phone anyways. Yeah. You're not losing money. You're not doing anyone any favors.
1: I, I, I think that's, that's the intention. It's like, they don't want to do favors. Um, they want to do the opposite. And <laughs> I can kind of see where that can be frustrating. But if you look at it, that's like Apple is a luxury brand. That's kind of how luxury brands operate. You usually get less for your money. And it kind of makes it a little bit more of an exclusive club. Like if you look at things like AirPods, so many people have them, you know, and they wear them in, all the time. You know, it's something, it's almost like an earring. You know, it's 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 something to show, hey, I have these AirPods. Um, you look at, at, uh, computers in a coffee shop, like, you know, that Mac, that Apple logo is always going to be displayed there. It's a brand. And this is what a lot of those brands do. Like if you look at the cheapest phones, like you mentioned, the ones that come with these super fast chargers, they usually also come with like cases in the box and headphones and all this stuff, all these things that they'll throw in the box, um, to kind of play up the value aspect where Apple is not a value company. Even if they want to be seen as it with like iPhone SEs be like, Hey, this is, this is a great product for you to buy. It's great for your money, but at the end of the day, they don't want to be seen as the company that you know is selling cheap stuff. They want to see, be seen as the company that's selling the best stuff, and I think it kind of helps them in that kind of uh, that kind of mindset. If when you buy an iPhone, you now don't get the opportunity to have a slow charger, or you don't get the opportunity to have you know bad headphones or bad earphones in the box. You, If you want that type of stuff, you have to pay a premium for the actual
0: good stuff. I see where that's coming from. But my opinion is, if you want people to have good stuff, just put it in the box. If you want people to have iPhones and not have bad headphones, don't include bad headphones. You can make <laughs> better headphones. You can give people better headphones. You know what you're doing. So true. I guess that's obviously why I'm not running a tech company. I'm not running Apple, but... yeah. If you want the best for your consumers, give them the best. Give them the best phone, the best charger, the best headphones, where they're not ever going to need another pair of headphones again. They could manufacture a charger, or it's the, this is the best charger you could possibly get. Don't go spending your money on other chargers. These are the best headphones you're ever going to get. You're not going to need anything else. But obviously, their bottom line is, if we give you crappy headphones and a crappy charger, then we can sell you better headphones and a better charger. It reminds me of what car companies were doing, where for the longest time, they were just putting in a crappy sound system. They did not care about the sound system at all. They could have the most technology in the car for the drive and handle and suspension and everything, but we're going to put this stupid sound system and let people go, wow, and buy upgraded sound systems. And then they realized we could just, put a better system in our car. That way people don't need to spend this extra money. And that would be another selling point of the car. And they've started putting better sound systems in the cars and it's better for your consumer in the long run and better for you.
1: Well, and I I think that's, that's the thing is like, this is just not a great consumer practice for them to do this, especially because it's something that they've done for so long. Like they've been the number one selling phone for decades now. And they've always had these kind of things in the box Like it's like when they removed the, um, the lightning to headphone adapter in the box. And it's like, okay, if you want that, you know, you're going to have to buy it separately and stuff like that. So they've been slowly cutting things out, but, um, I think you you raise a good point there is like similar to what automotive companies do. If you're buying like a, a, a luxury car, like, I don't know, a Mercedes or something like that, they'll have a bass sound system. Um, that's not very good. And then they'll have the branded sound system. You know, that's that's either Bose or some kind of big company that that's that's tuning that sound system because they know that, hey, if you're going to buy this already expensive product, you're going to pay a little bit extra to get the better thing. And I think that's where Apple's coming from as well. And we've seen that with with a company like BMW, where uh, I know there was a lot of complaint about the fact, you you know, if you want Apple CarPlay, you have to pay an additional three hundred dollars just to get it. Where every other car company, that's just included. Like it's not even something like it's just a, a software thing. Like it's already in the car, but you have to pay them extra just for them to unlock it. Um, and I think that's what a lot of these companies are doing. They're finding any way to kind of you know get a little bit of more money. We it could also be you know what we were talking about earlier with uh, uh, video game prices um, uh, going up. It could be a situation like that where you know this is just a way to get however possible to get more money. And uh, I think that's, that's Apple is, is that's always in their the back of their mind. How do we get more? And I think this is their way of, of doing it. This is their way of saying, okay, you know, we've probably reached the top of how many iPhones we can sell because, you know, everyone buys iPhones, but maybe we can sell more accessories. And this is a great way to encourage that.
0: It's like you said, it's, Still just a rumor. It's speculation. It hasn't been confirmed by Apple. True.
1: Yes, that's good to bring that up. Yeah.
0: Maybe all this talk about it is unwarranted. Maybe they'll release the iPhone 12 and, hey, we included a warp charger and a wireless charging mat. And we're giving everybody Mm -hmm. AirPod Pros for free. (laughs) Maybe that's what they're going to announce. Probably not, but only time will tell.
1: Well, hey, I'll I'll give a heads up um, to anyone who's looking to get stuff like this if you want a new iphone or you know you and you want to get like free headphones or something like that it's always good to either shop around black friday time or you know uh around christmas time black friday time is always the best although iphones almost never go on sale especially the new ones a lot of them will say hey we'll give you a free pair of headphones." if you, if you buy it on this day. So maybe, you know, if, if, if that's something that does really bother you, if you do want headphones or you do want a charger, um, maybe don't buy it as soon as it comes out, wait until, you know, a lot of these usual sales start to happen where it's not going to be any cheaper, but they might throw in a charger and they might throw in some headphones for you. So you don't have to pay however much Apple is going to charge extra to get them.
0: That's a good tip. (laughs) Inside tips. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Guess we're going to wrap it up. All right. Got to go do some stuff for some people. Cool. Great conversation. Yes. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully I can edit this properly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man.